throws a ball that is caught and that is touchdown. They're going to say touchdown Denver. Throws a ball in zone. That ball caught. Touchdown Minnesota. Double Cook will walk into the end zone. He has a touchdown. That is Stephon Diggs. Have their first lead of the game. This is about a dis as disappointing as it gets. Yes, it is. Thanks for staying up late for Broncos tonight. And again, Denver just finds a way to lose. Going into this game, several players, including Connor McGovern, who you spoke to, Mike, said that they're this close to being 6-3 and three instead of 3-6. and six. Well, guess what? They're now this close to being 7-3 and three instead of 3-7, and seven, Chad. I guess this is what happens when teams lose. It just kind of builds on and builds on. I was on a 6-10 and 10 Seahawks team, and we found ways seemingly every week to lose a ball game. Sometimes you get blown out. Sometimes it comes down to the end. In this case, the Broncos, an epic comeback. Justin, I find a ways to adjust in the second half and match what the Vikings were bringing, whether it was player mistakes, coaching errors. They found a way in the second half to give it all up to the Vikings. It's really unfortunate because I think they are a team that has some talent, but clearly this season they do not know how to go out and close a ball game. Yeah, I think sometimes a bad team can play well. A bad team can always play hard, which I think the Broncos do, but at the end, you're, you're still a bad team. And uh, it's always one thing or the other. The offense was blamed most of the time in some of these tough luck losses. They have had tough luck, but today the defense let them down, I thought. And, and Justin Simmons said so much. He said, here's the deal. We're up 20 to nothing. The offense shouldn't need to score anymore. That's now on us to get it done. They were not able to get it done. You look at the first half, and we're watching this game, and there was so much made of Gary Kubiak versus the Broncos, and Rich Gangarello was out coaching them. Yeah, Scangarello, it seemed like he was maybe bothered by all the talk, ruminations about uh, Gary Kubiak, how he got away, and uh, Scangarello was beleaguered the first eight games, had a nice game against the Browns, and he came out with all kinds of creative plays. First of all, it was deep shot after deep shot. They did see that in the Vikings defense. They are weak in the back end of their secondary. And then uh, the reverses to Cortland Sutton. I mean, what a throw by Cortland, by the way. Yeah. It, it was sure. on, on one series, three reverses to Cortland Sutton. I, I've never seen anything like that. I want to ask you also about a story that came out from CBS yesterday saying that uh, Vic Fangio is not connected with his players. That was shot down by many people today. Yeah, I talked to John Elway about it. And first of all, you wonder about the uh, anonymous sources. You could say anything bad anonymously. And look, uh, Fangio's maybe a gruff guy. He's a candid guy. He's not warm and fuzzy with the players. But so what? And they're talking about the tension. Doesn't every football team front office have tension? I think with Belichick, they have tension. When you're losing, everyone's got tension. No one's happy in the facility. So I'm not surprised to hear that. But I'm also not surprised to hear that's not true and not the case. They, uh, they all had his back today. In fact, they were Miller angered when he brought Harris, it up. The, big, the biggest players support him. Yeah, and that's what matters yes. most. And, the leaders in the locker room. and John Elway as well. You know, the bottom line is the Broncos lost the game. That matters most. Some would say it's really the only thing that matters, but there were a few positives from this one, like Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick. Those two combined for nearly 200 yards receiving. Glass half full, we're shining the spotlight on them. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Glad to be back, man. Now it's time to get a big roll with. 
that's energy for us. They they feel like they have to be allowed to stop us. So um, I feed off that energy. I know everybody in our in our offense feeds off that energy because it's it's a lot of fun to be be able to go into a hostile environment and have success. And Sutton goes up and makes another great catch. They are undefeated at home and they have a really nice record. And you know teams are going to look at this game and say, look, they went in there and gave them boys a run for their money. Came down to the very end of the game. Loads it up. Tim Patrick, the intended receiver. Patrick goes up over the top and makes a great catch. You know I've been talking about it a lot about telling them, hey, I can throw the ball and everything, and they finally pulling in, and Tim wouldn't, actually, Tim made the play. I mean, the throw was okay, but Tim made the play. And a pretty good throw there by Cortland Sutton. He threw it in the right spot. God couldn't have seen that. All I had to do was make a play on it. Patrick wanted interference on Trey Waynes. He doesn't get it. They'll swallow the flag, but when it has something to do with me seeing the ball, you can't swallow that. You seen what happened. My whole helmet was on the side of my face. I couldn't see the ball, so. And the Vikings find a way to win at home. There's a lot of good things that come out of this game. I just wish we would have came out with the win. As I mentioned, big plays by those receivers, although you thought they were going to go to Cortland at the end, but Vikings got smart. They doubled them. Well, in a critical situation, you don't call plays. You call to players. Cortland Sutton being your best player, your best red zone threat, you find a way to dial up a play, even in double coverage. Get the ball or try to get the ball to your best player in that situation. Tim Patrick made a difference coming back here, Mike. I mean, this guy was not a big deal a while ago. He came in here were like, okay, how big a deal? He made a difference. Another yeah. big target, too. I was surprised because he missed so much time with yeah. that broken hand. Uh, four catches, 77 yards. He had a nice contested catch on the pass from Cortland Sutton. He kind of took a page out of Sutton's uh, playbook. Sutton has such remarkable uh, uh, strong hands, doesn't he, for all those contested catches he had. And, and Patrick uh, showed some strength there, too. It's, it's not just having hands and route. you got to be able to catch the ball with guys draping all over you. And we had another deal of good day, bad day from Brandon Allen. Made some big plays, made some mistakes as well. You know you got the rookie right behind him there with Drew Locke. What do you think Brandon Allen showed us today, Chad? Uh, it was a Case Keenum-esque performance, 17 for 39, 240, one touchdown pass, one interception. You gave it up. So it wasn't good enough in the end, particularly down in the red zone in that uh, last-minute drive there. Um, I think the Drew Locke time is sooner than later. Uh, we've seen uh, what we can see from Brandon Allen. I, yeah, I still think he's playing better than I expected. He is a I backup. Do. He is a backup. I don't think Drew Locke's going to play as well as Brandon Allen just because he's a rookie and it, it's hard to come out and play. Allen's acquitted himself pretty well. Hit some long ones, still accuracy, but what do you expect second NFL start after four years? And I think in that drive you talked about, the 19-play drive at the end, you saw his determination to try to score there at the end running, and then the three incomplete passes, all three were there. It's just those guys, it gets tough down there in the end zone at he, the end. He converted three fourth downs. That's pretty impressive. Two on passes and then the other on the legs. Time management kind of got away from him at the end. Much, much more coming up on Broncos tonight when we come back. Stick around. So what's worse, losing a late lead like the Broncos have done three times this season or losing a big lead like they did today? The answer, all of the above, which is too bad because it ruined the best day ever on the field for Shelby Harris. Hit and sacked inside the 35-yard line, and Shelby Harris. It's got to be tough to play probably the best game, definitely the best game we've ever seen you play as a Bronco, but then come up short like that, Shelby. Uh, you know, it, it sucks. Uh, you know, offense 
I played a hell of a first half, and you know, you know they put up points today, and uh, you know we can't use that excuse that they didn't put up points, and so that's on us today. Cousins steps up and is pulled down, and that will be a sack as well, and that is Shelby Harris again. Russian coverage work together, you know. I can't do my job if coverage is not doing theirs, and uh, you know they they were shutting it down on those two plays for me to be able to make plays like that. You know, you know a couple other plays, you know it's pressure from other places that's letting me get free, and so you know it all works together. You know it's a team effort. Play fake for Cousins in the pocket, he's hit and sacked, and the ball is free. It bounces around inside the 15, and Denver's got it. Harris came from the blind side and hit Kirk Cousins right in the back. Yeah, it's my first one of my career in the regular season. You know, so, uh, you know anything to help the team. You know. You know, you get, you get a turnover and uh, and on another team in, in the red zone or whatever, and so it's a, it's a great, uh, you know, it's a great feeling. You know, good turnover uh, set the offense up. You know, to get points. What happened between the first half and the second half? Because the first half, just domination by you guys. You know, we just uh, made a lot of mistakes the second half. Um, we just got to be better. You know, um, you know, we held them to zero the first half and uh, go out there like that and put and put that performance up the second half. It's uh, you know, it sucks. Uh, you know, he's got to go back to work. Did something change? Did they do something different, or did you guys do something different? Handoff running right side. Delvin Cook gets the edge. Delvin Cook will walk into the end zone. Touchdown, Minnesota. You know, we uh, just didn't execute the second half, you know. Uh, you know, they changed some stuff up, and we just didn't execute our calls, I guess. So, you know, we got to go back to the drawing board and figure this out. Uh, you know, Vikings are a good team. You know, positive. We held them with 37 yards rushing, so... You know, one of the best rushing teams in the league, and uh, we shut them down on that. But we got to we got to come out with a win in that one. What's it like for you at the end? Because your offense drives down there, really puts themselves in great position to win, and just three times, just not able to come up, and obviously questionable calls. But that's, I guess, the way the game goes. Ah, uh, you know, and we shouldn't have been in that position anyway. Okay. You know, you, you can't you can't narrow it down to that 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 one series. You know, we should have we shouldn't have been in that position anyway. And given the circumstances, this is about as disappointing as it gets. Three sacks by Shelby, five by the Broncos, but Kirk Cousins gets it done at the end. The sacks numbers are good, and it's nice that other guys are stepping up. With no Bradley Chubb, Von Miller's taking double and sometimes triple teams, so you need other guys to step up. But what you need is sacks, not in the first half, in the second half, in the fourth quarter, in critical situations. That's where the Broncos need to get their sacks. The numbers are okay, but the critical moment sacks that's where they're missing them. Yeah, a big adjustment that Minnesota made in the second half is they went no huddle to try to tire down mm -hmm. the Broncos' pass rush. They were having trouble blocking them. Uh, you go for it on fourth down when you're behind by 20 points. And then they also picked on Devontae Harris, the corner, right off the bat, right? And then it got to the point where Devontae got benched there in the fourth quarter in favor of Isaac Yadam. So I think that's what Kubiak did was, uh, you know, they, they basically – scrapped their running game and Delvin Cook because the Broncos are doing a nice job of stopping the run now, but the pass defense killed them. We talked at the beginning about how Rich Gangarello had a pretty diverse game plan, was able to get some things done. One thing he did, which I wish he would quit doing, is handing the ball off to Noah Fant. That play doesn't seem to work. It didn't work today. It hasn't worked this season. Rip that play out of the playbook. <laughs> George Kittle in San Francisco. Travis Kelsey in Kansas City, you can hand the ball to those guys because they have yards after catch running skills. This is not Noah Fant's expertise. It's not what he does. He's a down-the-scene tight end catching the, catching the ball. He's not a true yards after catch runner, and we've seen it too many times now. 
Don't call that again, Rich Gangarello. Yeah, please. I'm at, I'm at reverse. He tried to speed play it, and he needed to cut up and be physical with it. Cortland Sutton would have picked that up because yep. he would have cut in, not worried about getting tackled. Fant went for the speed and didn't get there. Like this game wasn't a downer and enough. They lose the game. They lose Andy Janovich. You broke that news. This is too bad. I mean, he gets his first carry, scores a touchdown, and then goes out with another brutal injury here. That, that was one of the best one-yard touchdown runs, but you saw right there, there's oh, no give on that geez. turf. Yeah. You know, he's not. He's carrying the ball in the, in the left arm. He uses his right hand yeah. to brace, and, uh, boy, that's nasty. He's going to get an MRI tomorrow. Uh, to uh, determine the extent of the ligament damage, but he's done for the year. And, you know, maybe if there's nine games left, he could have come back. Six games, he's not coming back. Dislocated elbow, painful, painful injury, but usually guys can recover from it. That, that's good. I mean, yeah. this season, it's it's all about next year at this yeah. point anyway. And we'll just about any big injury now. If six week injury, you're done. Yeah. Broncos are on to Buffalo next week. We'll see if they can get back on the winning track and not lose a game at the end for a fifth time this season. That close to being 7-3. and three.